Great customer support is the key to success in both the automotive as well as the truck manufacturing business. Jim Maloney, Vice President After Sales Business Center at Navistar, is my guest to chat about some of the key parts that make up great customer support and how to be able to change direction to better support that customer. Welcome, Jim. Welcome, everyone, to another edition of Chip Chat on Customer Service. And I have to tell you how excited I am to have as my guest today, Jim Maloney. Not only is he a a great friend, uh, he is the VP of After Sales, the After Sales Business Center at Navistar. But I've known him uh, a long time, going back to his GM days, as well as uh, at Navistar today. And we're going to be talking about the contact center. We're going to talk about the people, the process, the tools, the technology. Uh, Jim's had a great background in in the B2C area and in the B2B area. We're going to do a little compare and contrast. So, Jim, welcome to Chip Chat on Customer Service. Chip, it's great to be with you, and uh, I've enjoyed your previous podcast, and uh, hope I can contribute to this excellent conversation. Well, I appreciate you spending a few minutes with me. So let's let's go back to the GM days. I know when I first met you, you were a marketing guy, and all of a sudden somebody said, "Have I got the opportunity?" How did you wind up in the contact center world? Yeah, it's a it's an interesting story. Actually, I was a chief marketing officer in General Motors for the parts and service side of the house and had been in that role and uh, enjoying it immensely for about five years uh, when our VP came to us and said, you know, have I got an opportunity, as you described? <laughs> and uh, he wanted to switch two executives to further develop, you know, our careers but also, I think he saw us as, as both very customer-centric people. I didn't really understand the kind of huge infrastructure GM had uh, to support the customer and our dealer network and you know, came to really appreciate uh, the many people that are very dedicated professionals to, to again, to supporting the network. And so uh, in 2010, I, I joined uh, that part of the organization and must admit, for the better part of seven years, both at the U.S. and, and global level, uh, really enjoyed uh, that opportunity, leading a, a pretty significant uh, transformation as to how we looked at the customer and the importance that the company put uh, behind that experience. And you know, introducing a variety of, of new channels. Uh, you know, at the time, social media was just emerging and. Uh, long and short of it, uh, left GM and have now enjoyed, you know, four, three years uh, with Navistar. Uh, for those that aren't familiar with Navistar, we make uh, big trucks and, and, and buses. Um, so it's it's a decidedly more B2B uh, business, but it's similar. You know, we have a dealer network uh, across the U.S. And, and Canada. We sell under the international and uh, IC bus uh, brands. And we have a strong need to take good care of our customer base and support our dealer network. So it's, it's been a, a great transition, but 
significantly different in size and scale and, and capability. So that's that's been in, enlightening, but our focus on the customer uh, is intense. Well, what a, what a fascinating journey. So let's go back to those days where you uh, really moved into customer support at General mm-hmm. Motors. And what were some of the early learnings? I know you have to be customer really centric, but what were some of the things you really focused on and maybe are true today? Well, I, you know, I think that uh, ironically, we probably weren't as customer focused as we needed to be. Um, we all know that automotive is an intensely competitive uh, category. And, um, you know, we were coming out of bankruptcy and obviously had some pretty uh, significant reputational damage to overcome. And so the senior leadership, you know, wanted to pivot and, and place more customer or more focus on the customer uh, early in that uh, period of the kind of 2012, 2013 uh, GM embrace the customer experience discipline and and put you know a very capable senior leader in place there you know but i think what we found is the the model that we were operating under um, had us a bit disconnected uh, from the customer experience and we needed to get closer we needed to remove some of the if you will layers and some of the processes and policies that that if you will disconnected or didn't support and uh one of the things that you know we we insourced some work and and established a customer engagement center uh, on our headquarters. Uh, we did a lot to really help educate internal stakeholders just what that experience you know looked like. And whether you're in a large you know contact call center customer support organization, I kind of use those terms interchangeably. Um, it still often comes down to, you know, kind of how you mix that cocktail of, of people, processes, and, and, and tools um, and, and do that in a way that really, um, if you will, delights the customer, right? And, and you're easy to do business with, and, and uh, hopefully that leads to satisfied, you know, stakeholders. And uh, yeah, we had some fun along the way. <laughs> and and as you look at Navistar and dealing probably more in the B2B world than B2C, do you see that same kind of connectivity required? Um, you know, I think it's emerging. Um, we, I guess we have to thank Amazon, the Amazon effect for really raising the bar on what a customer experience should look like, the transparency, the seamlessness the ease of, you know, doing business. I would say the category of, of trucking and probably many B2B industries tends to be a lot more relationship-based. And uh, while that's important, uh, those businesses are becoming, you know, I would say ever sharper in the pencil in terms of, you know, pricing and competitiveness, uh, the use of data to drive, you know, purchase decisions and, and things like that. And so, yeah, we're having to become uh, significantly more, as a company, significantly more focused on putting the customer, you know, at the center. I think oftentimes, you know, we acted probably more like a manufacturer or a product-centric uh, company. In trucking, um, you know, some would suggest there's a, a, a commoditization of, of the products. And so customer experience uh, 
can potentially be a differentiator. And that's in many ways, some of the um, emphasis that I'm trying to push our senior leaders to understand how that can be a differentiator, how the contact center uh, can be such a valuable internal and external resource. Right on. And so by your comments, obviously you feel Amazon has really moved the needle, not mm-hmm. only in the B to C, but the B to B. Would that be right? Would you say that they've yeah, really been? For sure. And, and you know, obviously there's other great um, customer support organizations out there that influence. And we know all the names, right? It's the Zappos, the USAAs. Uh, on and on and on. The credit uh, card companies have really done a nice job. Look at how the airlines have evolved where 10 and 15 years ago, you were, you, the customer were doing all the work. Now, if your flight's canceled, you know, they've got great mobile apps and, and the level of transparency that, you know, clearly those categories have, have um, put the customer at the center. And so I, I just think all of those experiences have, gone into shaping, you know, what you and I would deem as good support and, you know, things that we may have tolerated uh, a year ago, three years ago, five years ago, 10 years ago are no longer acceptable. And conversely, you know, things that may have differentiated in that same time frame may now be pretty much, um, you know, table stakes, right? And and right. Uh, so that's that's kind of a the, the challenge for us as customer experience professionals is how do we keep evolving um, these processes, these tools, and how we have our people focused on delivering higher value added interactions, right? And some of that's done, you know, through automation and your guests have talked about that and, and that's great, but then you have other high touch um, interactions that we still need good old frontline, terrific people solving complex problems and, and providing the, the experience that the customer demands. So how do you gain the edge? I mean, looking at that as, as we are today and as a major corporation, whether it be GM or Navistar, how do, how do those corporations, like you're talking about, gain that edge over the competition? Well, I, you know, look, all these companies have smart people, no doubt. They all listen to smart <laughs> yes. folks like yourselves and they tune into chip chats and they join organizations like SoCap to further uh, broaden their network. And uh, But I think it, it really comes down to execution, right? Um, we can all have uh, similar strategies but ultimately, it's it's the resource allocation and prioritization from your senior leaders. It's it's the alignment to the bigger, broader uh, strategic objectives, and then it's the culture, right? The culture of your organization, the relationships you have with your business partners, and how that's all married together. Ultimately, that's what the customer is going to feel. And if we're all singing from the same hymnal, uh, that's likely to be a pretty good experience. If, if uh, conversely, you know, we got the proverbial finger pointing and the right hand doesn't know what the left hand doesn't know, and we're putting the customer through endless 
if you will, repeat of interaction, recommunicating things that we've already asked for, um, so on and so forth, uh, essentially telling the customer, we don't really know who you are, or even worse, we don't really care. Um, right. and we're not being mindful of your time and, and, and the value that you provide us. Um, so I, I think ultimately it comes down to having a great execution, a, a great team to execute, and that's built around a solid strategic and cultural foundation. So let's go back to something you first said, and that is for major corporations like a GM, like a Navistar, how do you gain the attention of the top group to say, this customer experience is really important. It is critical. I mean, how do you get them to buy in? Yeah, you know, I I think that um, it's certainly not uh, a discipline where uh, senior executives often have their career uh, go through. And so I think you have to work um, harder in that regard often. Um, But I also believe that you know, we sit on tremendous amounts of data. If, if you think about um, whether you're, it, you're handling calls or cases, um, chat, and all the other various means that we now interact with customers, we're at the, you know, the heartbeat of that customer experience. And we're often the closest ones it's certainly one of the closest at any degree of scale, right? And so I, I really would encourage your listeners to, to not just look at the data they have for their operational performance, which is somewhat internal, but think about the data that you have and how do you turn that into insight that's valuable to other parts of your organization so that they make better manufacturing decisions and better engineering decisions and you know better marketing decisions that ultimately you have something that other people around the company want to understand right and then obviously that increases your value i see, i think secondly um i'd really encourage you know people to Open your doors, meaning invite anybody and everybody that has a vested interest inside your company, have them come and sit with your frontline teams, listen to phone calls, observe you know the kind of myriad of gymnastics that a frontline person often has to do to satisfy or get you know a resolution to a case. Um, we've done that in the past, even recently here at, at Navistar. And I got to tell you, it was, I believe, extremely eye-opening for our leaders to see, again, the number of applications that might be open, um, the number of touches, um, you know, and and that may just be a reflection of, uh, you know, some of our internal systems and and capabilities. But, you know, candidly, uh, even big companies like GM that had a lot of resource and a lot of capability, um, it, it still wasn't easy. You know, and and I think you've got to get that point across. And uh, you know, as you collect, if you will, your your sponsors, um, people that are really buying into what you're doing, um, that just bodes well. But ultimately, I I, I would say, you know, thirdly, um, make sure what you're doing, you can you can legitimately tie back to 
business results, right? Because that's what that's what senior leaders are really after. You know, how is what we're doing helping them grow revenue? How is it helping you know retain customers? Um, so on and so forth. So those would be are, a couple of, of, of keys, I think. Oh, that's great. That's uh, great advice. Mm-hmm. Let's let's jump back, uh, going back to the days of the early days of social media, which mm-hmm. is uh, really where I, I got to know you the best. Uh, you <laughs> were uh, in, I'll call it the skunk works up in Saginaw, Michigan. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, and you were, you were beginning to, to, to develop social media. And back then, social media was, you know, a Facebook maybe, and people were little of this, little of that. Mm-hmm. No one knew it would have such an impact on customer service, mm-hmm. but you developed that. How, how did you gain GM's attention as a major corporation that this is important and you really did and you you moved from Saginaw yeah. to downtown Detroit and it became a major cornerstone of GM's customer service. How, how did that happen? Well, it was, uh, I guess, uh, you, you, you may be dating us here, Chip, um, but, but uh, nevertheless, um, I guess I would probably, you know, characterize it as don't let a good crisis go to waste. And, and, and by that, good I advice. mean, you know, I, I, by that, I mean, uh, GM, uh, unfortunately, this is in the early days of the Chevrolet Volt uh, with a V. Um, and there was some uh, what we call in the in the industry thermal event issues. Uh, other people might know as as potential fires. And you know it was a very dynamic environment. And obviously something like that. It was a brand new product category. It impacts your PR and communication folks, um, your marketing. You know, so like the Chevrolet team. And, you know, here I was in the middle of that uh, with the with the customer support organization. And quite honestly, we weren't dancing all that well together. Right. We were a big organization. We were spread out in multiple locations. We weren't always on the same, if you will, page or, or same message. And, and obviously things were moving in a really rapid manner and it got the attention of media and Wall Street and so on and so forth. So if you you know, we kind of stepped back a bit and said, look, is there a better way to do this? And uh, that's really when uh, we brought forward the notion of kind of this hub, if you will, at our Rensen headquarters and really creating an environment uh, for the social care side of the house uh, to be that hub. We were never going to you know, outmuscle the, the the numerous resources of people and dollars of a marketing organization, and, and and likewise on the communication side. So what we had to offer the company was, hey, these are real live everyday interactions that this frontline team is having with our customer base. We started to proactively uh, look at um, you know not just the Facebooks and at the, the that time you know some of the other channels, but go deeper into these enthusiast communities, and we'd invite you know our various internal stakeholders in to see this in action. We created a beautiful environment; it was very accommodating. We encouraged everybody and their brother to have their staff meetings, and it just showed really well. And obviously, we brought external folks in, such as yourself 
so that you could see firsthand just how focused GM was uh, on the customer. And, and obviously, social has continued to be, you know, a critically important uh, channel of, of, of engagement. And I, I personally am really thrilled to see the stature of many organizations where their care side or customer support side is playing, you know, such an important role. That's just a tribute to, to many of the professionals uh, out there that have, have taken heed. Well, I, I think the social side became the, the megaphone to so many. I mean, I think as we all knew, you know, back in the days, people wrote letters and they dialed 800 numbers and then they said, okay, emails coming along. Oh, that was just a fad, right? Well, that wasn't a fad. And and then social became the megaphone, a quick megaphone sure. to tell many. And I just think the way you address that to really focus and crystallize it, get your arms around it and understand it so that you could implement it. And I think mm-hmm. that was one of the successes that you had in moving you know, the whole team and then as you said, setting up downtown to really uh, profile this new world of social media. Sure. And I think GM really took the lead on that and, and today still leads in that arena to be able to say, okay, what's still coming? We keep our eyes on the future, that sort of thing. But to be able to bring people together and focus and realize if you don't control it, it's going to control you. Sure. Do you agree? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think so. And, and, uh, you know, I mean, it's ultimately it's about listening to the customer, right? And then and then taking the appropriate actions. And and uh, obviously, there's been a number of ways that and tools in particular that have enabled that to be, if you will, more effective. And uh, that's a tribute to probably a lot of the vendors out there and, <laughs> and their and their uh, capabilities, and and they in turn listening to what the brands needed to be able to do this, you know, at scale. Absolutely. And then to stay on top of it and Mm -hmm. to be able, because again, response is immediate. Social is out there and you have to be on top of it to bring it back. And also the skill set to be able to be a social media customer care person, say for somebody that does email or something like that skill set is different. You have to be able to have that empathy over a social channel. Yeah. Um, and did you find it hard to staff for that world or were you converting people or how did you do that? Well, I would say that um, that was probably one advantage, you know, GM had with our size and scale is we, we had the luxury of being able to experiment, you know, in terms of just what kind of skill sets um, were were needed to be able to thrive in that environment. And they were actually a little bit different than a, than a traditional rep that might be on the phone or even, you know, candidly, how you write an email might be very different in a, in a 144 character world that social, you know, found itself in at the time. And so we evolved that just like the professionals do today. You know, I, I think that the smart folks running these organizations are constantly looking at what are the skills and capabilities of their organizations and are they, you know, keeping up with it? Are they training their people to, to have that right degree of empathy? And, um, you know, obviously today um, we're dealing with a, a, a really interesting, you know, strange new dynamic for many of us. And, and that is kind of the remote workforce, right? Which is very different than, 
you know, many of us would have had uh, significant amounts of time in the in a more traditional. I can go and look and see and uh, make sure everybody's doing their job the right way. And and now we're you know uh, thriving in this in this remote world. And and we haven't even touched on that yet. And mm-hmm. I will say that. So let me ask you this: um, tips for the audience from you, maybe two or three tips on on moving the ball ahead to make your contact center the best it is in the industry you're in. What would you say if you were to, okay, Jim, give me your top three tips. Top three tips. Um, well, I think that, uh, look, you, you, and I, maybe I had a benefit of having a significant amount of my career in field organization and then marketing and then coming into this space, but I don't think you can ever go wrong with focus on the customer. Um, but I would say, uh, perhaps maybe in the, in the twilight of my career, I've probably <laughs> put equal focus on my frontline team, right? And, and are you being the servant leader they need to be successful? And, and by that, you know, the frontline is such a rich source of insight and, and practicality and are you spending enough time understanding their issues, their input to making things better, and then acting on it? And when they tell you that they've got obstacles to excellence, what are you doing to remove those obstacles? And then the third one, um, probably equally um, excited about where I see these opportunities is, you know, we can all talk. It doesn't matter what category you're in, whether you're B2C or B2B. Um, The internet of things has created an explosion of data, right? Um, Who cares how much data you have? It's, are you going to use it? And can you generate some insights from that data? And so I think the ability to have um, the right people, and I'm not talking about, you know, PhD analytics <laughs> folks building, you know, big, crazy multivariate models. I'm talking about people that have domain knowledge to what you're doing and can use that and, and combine that with the data to create actionable insights, you know, for the organization, meaning the contact center, but even more importantly, the broader organization to make, make the company better. Oh, those are those are great tips. And, you know, our session here is just zip by and I have not even gotten into some of the processes and tools and and other aspects of the hybrid uh, agent. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. um, Let me ask you, can I invite you back for another session of chip chat on customer service? Oh, Chip, it'd be my pleasure. Yeah, the time certainly uh, flew by here this evening and. Yeah, I, I, you know, obviously I'm passionate about the customer and, and, and the employee base, but I'd be remiss if I didn't acknowledge just how critical uh, the vendor community is, you know, to our collective success. Now, whether that's, you know, the vendor community providing labor, uh, certainly the tool players and all the technology that's so critical to, to our future success whether it's voice of customer providers, the list goes on, right? This is a fairly complex ecosystem for call centers and customer support organizations. 
to be successful. So having great partnerships, having great relationships um, is is critical and, and love to share some thoughts on that. And certainly the future direction of uh, customer support and customer experience is something that still gets me pretty excited. Thank you, Jim, for your insights on great customer support and some of the keys to success. Look forward to our next edition with you when we'll delve into and map out some of the tools, techniques, and partnerships that make up great customer care. And thank you for listening. If you'd like to be in touch with Chip at Chip Chat on customer service, my email is the Chip Chat podcast at gmail.com or Facebook, Instagram, the Chip Chat podcast. Thanks again. Looking forward to the next edition. <music>